0: He knows he lives tonight amen you know we know he lives because he's living in our hearts ain't you glad you ain't gotta we don't have to go across an ocean and go see an empty tomb although we appreciate that and we're thankful for that testimony but I'm glad that I don't have to go and see that to know that Jesus Christ is alive it's not what's empty that lets me know what's alive it's what's full tonight amen because amen I believe that he's living in me and He's living in you, so we just thank the Lord tonight. It's a great honor to be here and to be with you, and we just uh, appreciate uh, the ministry here and uh, certainly appreciate your pastor. How many of you appreciate your pastor? Amen. Certainly. uh, So we're always just um, honored to be among you and... And uh, it's always a great privilege to stand before the bride of Jesus Christ. May we just bow our hearts together and look to the Lord. Lord Jesus, Lord, we just come tonight and we're just thankful, God, in our hearts that you've given us another opportunity. And Lord, as it's been said, as we're coming to the close of another year, Lord, we can say you have kept us. And Lord, your grace has led us. And Lord, you have proved yourself lord that you're the same yesterday today and forever and, and lord we're here tonight because of your grace and your mercy and lord we're so thankful that that you have kept us another year and as we look forward to the beginning of a new year lord we don't want to fail to give you the praise lord to give you the thanks lord for all the great things that you have done and lord to recognize your hand has been uh, over us and Lord, you're the one that's leading us, and Lord, we realize tonight as we look around us that the world is falling apart, and Lord, we know that the conditions are getting worse and worse, but Lord, we're beginning to see prophecies being fulfilled, and Lord, we look around us, and as we see these things, I'm reminded of your word. You said when you begin to see these things, lift up your heads and look up for your redemption. Draw it nigh. Lord, I believe we're closer than we've ever been. And Lord, I feel an urgency in my heart tonight. And there's a pull like there's never been before. Lord, there's just a cry in my heart that says, even so come Lord Jesus. Lord, that's the cry that's in my heart at the end of this year is even so come Lord. Lord, we're just, we're just asking you and inviting you not Lord to even come in this service and Lord, may you just walk among us. And Lord, I pray that you just walk up and down the avenues of our heart and Lord, discern the knees that lays in the in in the body. And Lord, I pray God that you would speak. And Lord, that you would just give us an ear to hear. And Lord, we're asking God that you would just have your way. We want to give you the preeminence. Lord, we don't want to just invite you to come in this service as a as an onlooker or Lord as or as a recording angel as a prophet would say. But God, we want you to take an active part in the service now. And Lord, we want to give you the preeminence and Lord, I pray that Lord, I would just step aside now and that you would come and Lord, that you would take full control. And Lord, let me just be a a, a vessel yielded in your hands. Lord, that's what we desire. You take the gift and you use it. God, Lord, we're asking you now and we're, we're asking it in humility and we're asking it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And Amen. God bless you tonight as we just take our Bibles. I'd like to turn to the book of Amos and the 8th chapter of Amos. And I'd like to read also from uh, two places in Matthew. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. One verse there and then one verse out of Matthew chapter 4. But I'd like to start here tonight in the book of Amos and the 8th chapter. And I'd like to read from the 11th verse. Amos chapter 8 and verse 11. And the scripture says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. In that day shall the fair virgins and the young men faint faint, For thirst. In the book of Matthew, in the fifth chapter, I just want to read one verse there Matthew chapter 5, and verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I think it's amazing that in the scripture here we have a prophecy. Of, of a great famine. But on the other hand, we have a promise that if, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, right. you shall be filled. Amen. So there's a prophecy that's laying in the word that there's going to be a famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord. But then on the other hand, there's a, there's a promise that says if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Right. Amen. Let's just read here in Matthew 4 and the fourth verse. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. May God add his blessings as you're seated tonight. I want to uh, just take a few minutes and speak on a time of famine. And um, as we look at this tonight out of the book of Amos and the eighth chapter. I believe that um, I can show you by the message of the hour that the prophet of God said that th- that prophecy that was spoke there in the book of Amos, he said that we're living in that time right now. And so uh, and we can see by the prophecy that this famine that was prophesied is a spiritual famine because it's not for bread or water, but it's a famine of the hearing of the words of the Lord. So... We know that it's a spiritual famine. As we, you know, think about a famine, a famine is is a widespread uh, scarcity of food. And so, you know, there's many things that are uh, factors that could cause a famine. It could be war. It could be, uh, you know, inflation or crop failure. Uh, uh, There's all kind of things that uh, can cause a famine in a land. But but usually the, the, the biggest cause of a famine is a drought and a drought will cause a, a crop failure and that will bring a famine and then famine causes hunger and then hunger uh will will bring starvation and starvation will bring death and and so uh you can see that the results of a famine is uh is it, it, it ends in death and so we see that very clearly and i i, I can show it to you in the scripture but being that this is a spiritual famine Amen. In the scripture there in Revelations chapter six and verse eight, it, uh, the Bible says, and I looked and behold a pale horse. And we know that that pale horse is under the fourth seal there, Revelation six and the pale horse. And, and the Bible says in his name that set on him was death and hell followed him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger. Amen. And with death and with the beasts of the earth. So you can see that. Amen. Under that uh, force seal or that pale horse, and we know that 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 Satan will not fully, be, uh, 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 you know, begin to ride his ride on the pale horse until the bride is taken in the rapture. We understand those things, but we can also see that that Satan is already moving on that pale horse now, and and looking at it in this sense, you can see that the death that is spoke of in that scripture is not just a natural death, amen, but it's a spiritual death. <laughs> Amen. And I want to tell you tonight that death is already striking the land. Amen. And people are already spiritually dying. Amen. They're spiritually dying, sitting on church pews. People are literally dying spiritually, sitting on church pews. Why? Because there's a famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord amen and notice this it's not that there's not uh, 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 that we don't have the word because we, we amen we've got bibles and we've got uh, you know more bibles than we've ever had the prophet said but yet amen uh, I'll just uh, read a couple quotes the prophet said it this way he said now it's the time to, for change to come he said a great drought the spiritual drought that has hit the land and then it will be the coming of Christ Amen. another place he said it this way he said the churches are cooling off we might as well just face that. The churches are getting worse and worse all the time. More preaching is being done than ever in the world and less practice than we ever did in all the world amen so it just keeps like it looks like it just keeps cooling off great revival striking the country men come in anointed of the Holy Spirit they preach with everything that's within them and the people just walk right away as if nothing ever happened just unconcerned see see there's got to be a reason for that and if you'll study this it this tells what the reason is do you know the scripture says that there'll be a time in the last days that there will be a famine strike the land not for bread or water but for the hearing of the word of of God and that men would go from the east and to the west and north and south seeking to hear the word of God and fail to find it just think of the times that we're living in and we're living in that time amen so now a prophet is identifying that we're living in that time amen we're living in the fulfillment of Amos eight eleven. the famine has struck the land now amen uh, 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 the climate the spiritual climate of the of the world that we're living in amen is a we're in a spiritual drought right. amen can you agree with that Amen. We have to agree with what the prophet of God said. These churches out here are getting worse and worse. Uh, Amen. They're they're cooling off. And and there's no. uh, But but you begin to realize. Amen. Because it's a famine of the hearing of the word of God. Amen. Listen. Really the real problem that we're facing is there's no real spiritual hunger in the people. Amen. They don't have the appetite for the things of God. They don't have a desire. Amen. For the things of God. Or to hear the pure word of God. Amen. But yet the Bible says that they would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Is that right? Amen. Why? Because the appetite of the people amen has changed to now that they're feeding off of the, uh, of the things of the world and entertainment or, or whatever more and there's no real hunger. There's no real thirst. Amen. How many knows that the prophet come preaching the message thirst? Amen. And he said what is thirst? Thirst is a painful desire. Amen, amen, a painful desire. Amen, in other words, where you get to the place, amen, that you want the, 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 uh, the things of God more than your daily bread. Amen, you get to the place that, amen, that that you're hungry, that you're thirsting. It becomes a, a painful desire, amen, in the heart of the individual. Amen, listen, that's, amen, what we need in the house of God is somebody that come to church, amen, with a hunger and a thirst and a desire and a craving even. Something on the inside of them that's crying out for the Word of God. Amen. The prophet would say it this way in the the church age book. He says, he said he's cried out to this last age. You have the word. You have more Bibles than ever. But you're not doing anything about the word. Except dividing it and hacking it into pieces. Taking what you want. Leaving out what you don't want. See, you're not interested in living it, but debating it. Amen. I, I, and God said, I was sooner that you would be cold or hot, see. If you were cold and rejected, I could stand that. If you would get white hot and know that it's truth and live it, I would praise you for that. But when you simply take my word and don't honor it, then I in turn will refuse to honor you, but I will spew you out of my mouth. Listen, friends. a condition of this laodicean age is a lukewarm condition. Amen. And God is saying, "It makes me sick." Amen. It literally makes God sick. The the lukewarm condition. You say, "Brother, what are you trying to say?" I'm trying to tell you this: that people are religious. Sure, they're religious. They, amen. They, they want to call themselves Christians, and Amen. And they want to, uh, uh, you know, come under the label of Christianity and and be religious. But but where's that real desire? Where's that real hunger? Amen. are somebody that don't just want to know the scripture to, to debate it or to boast of knowledge? Amen. But they want the revelation of the word that they might live it. Amen. Listen, I, I tell you, we can preach about the denominationals and, and, and the denominational churches and what they've done with the Bible. But friends, I'm going to ask you the question tonight: what have we done with this message? Amen. And we've not taken the the, the pure word of God that God has given us. Amen. And we've hacked it up and cut it up. Took what we wanted. Left what we didn't want. And people are more interested in debating the message than living the message. Listen, this message didn't come to make us a bunch of debaters. Amen. Or make us. Amen. Give us some great head knowledge or some understanding. Amen. That we can stand with with our, our shoulders back and our heads up. Amen. Boastful about the great things that God has showed us this message come to give us rapturing grace. Hallelujah. Amen, that would change our lives. Amen, it didn't just come, even though we could have books and tapes on our shelves. even the message of the hour has got to get out of the book, get out of the tape, and get in your heart. Listen, and become a living reality. Amen. In the home and in the church, in the family. I tell you what, when we see that, amen, you'll see lives change. You'll see young people hungry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. How many would like to see our young people hungry for the things of God? I tell you what, we got to show them something real. Amen, they're not interested in just a better idea. Amen, who's the smartest and who's the greatest and who preached it first and who preached it the best. Amen, these young people don't care nothing about that. Amen, they want something that's real. Show me something that works. Show me something that can change my life. Show me something that can deliver me. Hallelujah. Amen, from the world that I'm living in. See, that's where we're lacking at. Right. It's not that, that there's a famine, even necessarily for the word, but it's the hearing of the word. Right. Right. Yeah. Brother Brown said, We got more Bibles than ever, see. Yeah. But watch what Paul said in, in 2 Timothy 4. He said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Amen. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Amen. But watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of evangelists. Make full proof of thy ministry. What was Paul's instruction to Timothy? Preach the word. Listen, friends, I tell you, amen, that's what we need. I I look around sometimes, and and, and I just want to say this, amen, listen, amen, every brother, every God called minister, amen, preach the word. This is not the time to lay down your sword. This is not the time for us to back up and cower down. This is not the time for us to to preach our own opinions, our man's ideas. Or to stand and fight one another in the pulpit. Or stand and criticize. Or listen, friends, even if this is not the time, even for preachers to preach their complexes. This is an hour that we should preach the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the word has the power in it to change a the life. There's healing in the word, there's deliverance in the word. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, preach. Even That was Paul's instruct. Preach the word. Amen. Be instant in season, out of season. Yes. Reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. Brother Brown said, he said, there's not even a width of a knife blade between the end of this age and the coming of Christ. There's nothing else left. See, Israel's in her homeland. We know that. Amen. He said, are we in the Laodicean age? Has the message of this Pentecostal age went forth, trying to shake the people back to the original Pentecostal blessings? Has every messenger come through the age just exactly the same thing? It's nation against nation. Is there pestilence? Is there a famine in the land today? The true church driving hundreds of miles seeking to hear the word of God. Not for bread, see. or the, uh, uh, Not for bread alone, but of the hearing of the word of God. Amen. There will come a famine. Is that right? And we're living right in the middle of it right now, see. So you see where we're at. Brother Branham said in another place, he said, just today I was reading a little place of scripture, Amos 8, 11, and it said... That there would be a famine, not for bread or or, or for water, but for the hearing of the Word of God. And that people would go from sea to sea, east to west, to and fro, everything, seeking to hear the Word of God and fail to find it. Amen. If that don't fit this nation at this time, I don't know where it does. See, that's right. We don't need bread. We got plenty of it. We don't need to eat. We We got plenty of clothes to wear. Amen. Nice homes to live in, everything. But there's a famine for the hearing of the Word of God. And a man won't know what to believe. That's right. See, they're all confused. One will say this and one will say that. And one will say this and somebody else will say something else. Amen. See, but that's why you got to base your thoughts on thus saith the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In this great hour of famine, you see what Brother Ram is saying here. Amen. That it's a great hour of confusion. And, no, and the people don't know what to believe. Because one's saying this and somebody else is saying that. And Amen. And, and the prophet of God says, amen, it's caused a great confusion in the land. And nobody knows what to believe. He said, but that's why you've got to base your thought on thus saith the Lord. Amen. How many's glad that we got thus saith the Lord? He says in Gabriel's instructions to Daniel, he said, I understand that in the last days there will come a famine. The churches will be so organized and so set up and everything that in the last days there'll come a famine. And it won't be for the uh, bread and water alone, but for the hearing of the true word of God. And people will go from the east and from the west and north and south, seeking to hear the word of God. But the churches will be so organized and tightened up that they'll fail to hear it. See, I understand that by the books. Amen. But in that day, oh God, there'll be a branch rise up from David. I understand that he'll send Elijah before the great uh, day comes at the end time and he'll have a message that will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers, will turn them back to the original back again, amen, to the end and the start. And I understand that that will take place just before the Spirit leaves the Gentile church to return to the Jews, amen. What's he saying? In the same time that this famine is gonna strike the land, amen, we can see the prophecy of that in the word of God, amen. But at that same time, Amen God is going to send a prophet With a message Amen It's going to be the Elijah of Malachi 4 And that message is going to turn the hearts Of the children back to the faith of the fathers To the original word Hallelujah Amen Elizabeth, So you can see there very clearly There's a prophecy of famine But there's also a prophecy Of spiritual food in due season Hallelujah Amen. So blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Hallelujah. So I got a question to ask you tonight. Are you hungry? Hallelujah. Is there anybody hungry in in the house of God tonight? Are you thirsty? If you're hungry, amen, I got a promise. Amen. If you're thirsty, I say there's water. Hallelujah, if you're hungry, amen, he's still the same God that rained man out of heaven. If you're thirsty, amen, there's still water in the rock. This great famine that struck the land, amen, it it was followed, amen, by spiritual starvation. Brother Brandon would say it this way, he said this day that we're living in is such an, uh, a day of unsettled peace and unsettled rest everywhere. People running to and fro seeking whatever they might seek. Most anybody can get a following. No matter what they teach or think, somebody will listen to them. Right. See, it's a day that, we're, that the prophet spoke of, of people that they'll be hungry and they'll just eat from anywhere. He said because children and people are starving, see, and they'll eat out of a garbage can. People that once ate at a nice table, amen. If they're hungry, they'll eat, amen, somewhere. So I think that a real true minister of the gospel ought to be up and going, amen. Ought to be giving the people the right things, meat in due season. How many knows that, amen, that's what the faithful servant was found doing when the Lord returned. Giving of children meat in due season. Even David spoke of it in Psalms 145, verse 13. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Thy dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all that has bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee and thou givest them their meat in due season. Watch this because Brother Branham would preach spiritual food in due season there in 1965 And in that message, he begins to uh, bring it out of 1 Kings 17. And he's talking about Elijah. And watch what he says here. He says, I'm going to type Elijah with the church today. See, the church of today, just before the judgment, he received this message. Elijah, he represented. See, being cared for in the natural, his natural food. Because it wasn't going to rain now, according to the word of God, for three years and six months. Or until Elijah called for it. Whatever time you say, Elijah, that's what it'll be. See, and therefore he walked up to the king and said, There will not even be dewfall until I call for it. That's quite a load, isn't it? That's quite a message. Amen. But now we're going to type that with the spiritual drought of today. And see, now we all know that we're very aware that there's a great spiritual drought in the land today, spiritually speaking. And you know that there's a prediction by the prophets just before the second coming of Christ. It would be that there would come a famine in the land. And it won't be for bread alone. It will be for the hearing of the word of God. And that day is now. The hearing of the true Word of God. And now this types the natural drought with the spiritual. You see, sin and unbelief by false teachers and modernists in the church have brought it to such a place of oncoming judgment. And then they had turned from God's Word and His prophet to a modern theological terms of the Word. Amen. He's showing you the spiritual condition, see. Amen. Which was bringing a, a natural famine in that time. But he said that would be a type of the spiritual drought of the day that we're living in. Amen. But listen, friends. Amen. In that time, the prophet said Elijah during this time had a secret place. That God had ordained for him to go. And that's the thing that we want to see now. Just before we have this prayer line. The prophet said Elijah had a secret place provided by God himself. Now the church never provided it for him. The king never provided it for him. He didn't provide it for himself. But God provided a secret place for Elijah to be fed all the time during the drought. Where this food was provided day by day. He didn't need to wonder what was going to happen tomorrow. Or wonder if the supply would run out God said I have commanded the ravens And they'll feed you Oh what a wonderful wonderful thing that is A type, a type of our secret place in Christ Hallelujah Now the prophet has taken Elijah In the time of the famine Amen And he's taken Elijah and he's showing That in that time of famine God had a secret place Hallelujah. Amen. And God had provided him, amen, with food in the hour of the famine. And then the prophet of God said, amen, which is a type of our secret place in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, I want to tell you, it's time to move to the secret place. Amen. Amen. The prophet of God, we pull out of Psalms 27, and he says, and he's preaching the rapture now. And he says, in the time of trouble. He shall hide me. Hallelujah. Amen in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me? Amen. So when the world is in a famine, Amen. You can be in a feast. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen friends. Amen, but you got to come to Christ. Amen, you got to find that secret place. Because the food that I'm talking about is hidden food. Oh, let me prove it to you by the scripture, Revelation 2, 17. Amen. We, we, we know this is a, 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 a message to the church age there. He said, he that hath the ear, let him hear what the spirit said to the church, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. Is that right? Watch Brother Brown pick it up in the Pergamon church age. He said, now with this thought in mind, let's look at the verse again. I will give him the hidden manna. We all know that manna was uh, angel's food. It was what God sent down upon the grass for Israel in the time of their wanderings. It was perfect food. It was amazing how those little pellets of food kept them in perfect health. No one got sick. It was all they needed. And when the ark was made, they put some of that manna into it. And then the ark was put behind a veil. And only the high priest would dare approach unto it. And then, amen, he had to have the the sacrificial blood. Amen. But then the bread from heaven, hallelujah, that was symbolized by the manna one day came down from heaven and became life for all those that would believe on him. And he said, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if any man shall eat of this bread, Amen, he shall live forever. And when he went away, he left us his word. Amen. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. His word was bread. It was perfect manna, which, if a man live by, he shall never die, but right after the death of the fathers, no one seemed to know the exact truth and in short in a short while, this manna seemed to become hidden to the people, but in every age, God began to give back by revelation. Even that which was hidden until the last days, according to Revelation 10:7, a prophet will come and reveal all the mysteries, and then the Lord will come. In each age, I say, the messengers received hidden truth. Amen, but they did not receive it for themselves only. Amen. But it was it was it was as it was when the disciples were asked to serve the multitudes, the loaves and the fishes. Amen. Jesus gave them the broken food. Is that right? But they in turn gave it to the people. Amen. God gives his hidden manna to the overcomer. It cannot be otherwise. He would not open the treasures. Amen. To those who have spurned, Amen, what is already revealed. Amen. So where amen, what is it? Where? Who is this hidden manna promised to? To the overcomer. You say, but brother, that was to another age. Amen. But remember, brother Branham taught us in the message, how can I overcome? That, re- that the reward, amen, to the overcomer in every age, amen, would be promised, amen, to the overcomer in the last age. Oh, come on, church. Amen. I, I tell you, that gives me such, a, uh, such a, a, a hope and such an assurance because I can look into the Word of God and I can see if there was a promise, amen, of the tree of life that would be given to the overcomer, that's my promise. If there's a promise of a new name and a wife, that's my promise. If there's a promise, amen, to a, a, to a hidden man, that's my promise. Hallelujah, if there's a promise that somebody's going to sit with him on his throne, that's my promise. Hallelujah, how many of you would like to claim that promise tonight? Oh, yes, sir. Amen, it's hidden food. Amen, and God, this food, this uh, manna, amen, that, that, that was, and Brother Branham typed it or, or said that just as God gave Israel what they needed for their journey. He said, God has given us. Amen, the things that we have need of for our journey. Amen, could you imagine, friends? Amen, listen, all they had to do, amen, was just go and pick it up and eat. Amen, and there was something in the, in, that, in that food. There was healing in that food. Hallelujah. Amen, when they began to eat that food, amen, they didn't get sick. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. Amen, listen, why? Amen, because they were feeding on the provision of God. Brother Brown said, remember, he says, he says, he sent him into this secret place by the plan of God. Speaking of Elijah. By the call of God. And the word of God. Even watch what David said in Psalms 37. In verse 18, I love this scripture. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. And their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied amen how many is thankful for that promise tonight amen that that God is saying literally telling us amen there's going to be a famine amen but the upright hallelujah shall not be ashamed in the evil day Amen. And the upright, amen in the time of famine, shall be satisfied. Amen, because David said it this way. Amen. I have Amen. He said I was young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or his seed begging bread. Let me tell you something tonight, church. God take care of his own. Hallelujah. And God will provide for his children. In the time of famine, amen, they shall be satisfied. Elijah entered into the secret place by God's foreknowledge or plan and the call upon his life, and according to the word, if, the, if that ain't the way that we enter, I don't know, amen, uh, uh, why or how we get there. The prophet said, but notice, before the drought began, Elijah went into this place, a seeker for his living, a very type of before the judgment starts to strike the earth. The church is already called, the bride is already chosen, just waiting before the judgment strike, already waiting, eating the food of God, enjoying the blessings of God. We got hidden food, spiritual food. Amen. That we're living on the goodness and the mercies and the revelation of Jesus Christ in these last days, vindicating himself among his people. Amen. And then, Amen, and they went in. Elijah, amen, went in before the drought set in. Thank God, Amen, for being uh, 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 uh before the judgment sets in, in this time of coming out and going in, getting out of those organizations and getting into Christ. Coming out and going in. Amen. In the time for all true believers. And then he was called and stayed right there. Remember, he never left that brook until God called him. He called him out of there down to a widow's house. And notice he called to this widow. And this widow had not associated herself in the, with, with all the unbelievers. She had not took the mark of the beast during that drought. Amen. So he called her out. And he called Elijah to sustain this widow. Amen. They had just one little cake and one little thing that she was holding on to. And Elijah said, give me, give it to me first. For thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. The barrel will not go empty and neither will the curse of oil run dry until the day that the Lord God sends rain upon the earth. Amen. See, putting God first. His word first. Amen. Listen, the Bible says in the book of Luke, I tell you of a the truth, there was many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah. Amen. When the heavens was shut up. Amen. For three years and six months. When the great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them. Amen. Was a Elijah sin. Save unto Seraphat, the city of Sidon. Unto a woman that was a widow. And Brother Benham picks it up. He said there was a lot of widows down there. But Elijah only saw a vision for one hallelujah and she had kept herself clean Amen. she had not taken the mark of the beast she had kept herself clean from all the unbelief and listen I love what the prophet of God said he said if God sends his servant to your house he counted you worthy to receive it Hallelujah. I tell you what, church, amen, I look at myself and I think, why me? What did I ever do to deserve it? Amen, why me, Lord? Why, out of all the millions in the world today, why did you show me this message? Amen, why did you come to my house? But I tell you, it was by predestination. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good churches, and there's good people sitting in them churches. Amen. Amen. Listen, just like Jesus said, there was many widows in that day. Amen. But none of them. Amen. None of them receive a message but one. Hallelujah. Amen. And she had kept herself clean. And then when that prophet went down there to her house, he said, take. Amen. Remember, she was taking that little bit that she had. And she said, I'm going to break a a, a cake, and me and my son's going to eat it, and we're going to die. He said, "Well, give me a drink of water," and then he turns to her and said, "And, and bake me a cake first." Is that right? Bake me a cake first. In other words, Amen. And listen, she, her testimony was, "I ain't got enough, but for one." In other words, literally, he was asking her for everything she had come on church I want to tell you this tonight let me tell you young people even God is asking you for everything you got yes. hallelujah he won't take second place Come on, church. Amen. You're never going to... Listen. Amen. I'll tell you why so many people are not living overcomer lives. It's because they're trying to live a Christian life with one foot in the world and and over here trying to serve God. Listen, Riaz. It'll never work that way. You want to see miracles. You want to see a paradox. Come into obedience to the Word of God. I challenge you tonight. Put God first. Take everything you have and lay it at his feet. Do what he said do. Kind of puts me in mind of uh, uh, when Jesus was down there at the wedding, Amen. And they run out of wine, Amen. And they called on the Lord, Amen. And listen, Mary told him, said, "Whatever he says, do, do it. Whatever he says, do, you do it, Amen. If you want to see a miracle, then whatever he says, do, do it." You want to see a paradox? Whatever he says, do do it. I feel like preaching right here a little while. Listen, we don't need a new Bible. We don't need a new message. We don't need an eighth messenger. We don't need some man to rise up, even with a great ministry. What we need is some believers to come in obedience to the Word of God. Hallelujah. And start putting in practice. What the messenger has told us to do Let's do it I challenge you tonight Amen if we'll do that You'll see a paradox in your house Hallelujah Amen you'll see a paradox in your church Listen I tell you Brother Branham said from that day on She lived on thus saith the Lord and when nobody else had meal And nobody else had oil Her barrel never run out Amen, I tell you It's like Brother Wayne Lawson said many years ago Amen She got to the bottom of her barrel But she got to the top of God's Hallelujah And I tell you this tonight Amen When all of your provision has run out i got a father Hallelujah He's got a cow. He owns cattle on a thousand hills. And when there ain't no money in the bank, and there ain't no food in the cupboard, the word of God is still a reality. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can live on thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Amen, and I love this. The same God that was watching over that prophet had his eyes on a little widow woman. Come on, church. Amen. In that time of great famine. Amen. God didn't just send a message down that would keep a prophet. Amen. Amen. But he sent that prophet down to a little widow woman's house. Amen. Why? Because the same God that was watching over the prophet was watching over the widow. Hallelujah. And I say this tonight. The same God that was watching over our prophet. Amen. Was watching over a bride. Hallelujah. And the same spiritual food that was keeping him alive is keeping you alive. You believe it? He says, the spiritual food is ready. Hallelujah. The spiritual food is ready. Amen. It's in season now. It's in season now. Listen, friends. Amen. We didn't just need, amen, uh, uh, meat and bread. We needed meat in due season. We need the word for our hour. Are you Are you hearing me? Listen, friends. We needed a word to give us rapture and grace. We needed a message that would change our bodies. It wasn't available in other times, but it's in season now. Can I tell it to you in a way you might understand? Sometimes you go down to a restaurant and you open up a menu and you look on that menu and they're saying, Man, you look at something, and you think, man, I want that. And then you, you try to order and they say, it's not in season. All right. You can't have that right now, it's not in season. That's seasonal food. Even the only time, the only time that's available is in the right season. Glory to God. Church, I want to tell you, Luther wanted what you got. Wesley wanted what you got. Pentecost wanted what we have. But this is seasonal food. Hallelujah. It wasn't available in any other age, at any other time. But I got good news tonight. It's in season now. Hallelujah. The message to change your body. It's in season now. Open up the menu. Put your order in. You can feed off the rapture. You can feed off who is this Melchizedek. Things that are to be. It's in season now. Hallelujah. Amen, the food is here. Come and dine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you are receiving what the prophets of old and the patriarchs, amen, long to see and they longed to hear the things that you see and the things that you hear. Bless are your eyes. Hallelujah. Blessed are your ears tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. The prophet says, the spiritual food is ready. It's in season now. And each one of you can have this food if you wish. If you're willing to steal away from all the unbelief of this hour and you're ready to come into Christ. Hallelujah. To come into His promise. And remember His promises of Malachi 4. Luke 17, 30, St. John 14, 12. How many more scriptures are telling Joel 2, amen, or uh, 228, amen, what he would do in these last days and how the prophet said that there would be light in the, in, the, in the last days and how it would work and what it would do and all the scriptures pointing to this last day. And that is Christ. And you can hide away in that now, in that secret place. You can eat and see the goodness and the mercy of God. And if you're sick, there's healing in there. Yeah, Friends, I'm telling you, there's healing in this food. Yeah, right. Amen. And let me just tell you this. This message is Christ. Yeah, amen. That's exactly right. amen. And, and I'm going to make a statement now. Amen. It's the only place that this food is available. Yeah, exactly right. Friends, I'm going to tell you. Amen. You can't get this out there. Amen. That's why there was a call, come out of her. My people. Listen, friends, I'm going to tell you something. Abraham, in the beginning of his calling, had to leave Babylon. I mean, I'm just going to say this plainly. Amen. Abraham never got the promise. Listen, Abraham never received a name change in Babylon. Abraham never received a body change in Babylon. And neither will we. We gotta come out of her. To come into Him. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know the devil don't like this. Amen. And there's a lot of people that don't like it either. But I'm just going to say it tonight. Amen. There's only one source of rapturing faith. And there's only one place to get it. Amen. And if you're going to escape the tribulation. And you're going to go in a rapture. And you're going to receive a body change. It will be by the message of this hour. Hallelujah, and that's why I say this, and I am not ashamed to say that I believe this entire time message. Hallelujah, I'm not ashamed to be identified with the messenger of this last days. I'm not a bit ashamed to look and tell you that William Branham was the seventh angel to the last age, the seventh messenger to the last age, and he preached a message that will give a bride rapturing faith. Hallelujah. It's spiritual food. It's in season now. And the prophet says, Amen. It's available to anybody that will come out of all the unbelief. What was the call? Come in to Christ. Come in to Christ. Not to come, not the call wasn't come to my church. I love the Church Age book. The last paragraph in the Church Age book has always been uh, just outstanding to me because Brother Brown would make a statement in there. He said, I, "I did, you know, God did. It's not my desire to come and build another denomination, or to draw people to myself, or, or so on and so forth." He said, "But if I could accomplish one thing, that would be to establish a re- true relationship between God and man. Amen. To bring a believer back into contact." Amen. With Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, friends, that's what this message come to do. Not to build another organization, another denomination. No. Amen. That, that's not what the message of The message is Christ. And the call has come. Hallelujah. Amen. Come out of her. Then come into him. That's the secret place. He's the bread of life. He's the true Bethlehem. Watch what Brother Brown said. Why little Bethlehem in Bethlehem is the place of bread and water of God. Christ, our glorious Bethlehem. And how do we get into him? First Corinthians 15, by one spirit. We're all baptized into one mystical body of Jesus Christ. Listen, there's only one way to get into him. And that's by spiritual uh, uh, baptism. Amen, it's the only way, scripturally speaking, listen, there is no other way. Amen, and the prophet of God said, he is the only place of safety. There's only one refuge. There's only one place of safety in this, and that's in Jesus Christ. He's the one. Amen, watch what he said in the rising of the sun there. He said, he's the one that opened those seals. He is those seals. See for the whole word of God is Christ And Christ is the seals that was opened Amen what is is the opening of them seals then Revealing Christ Hallelujah three things happen Amen according to the rapture now Three things happen a voice a shout And a a trump right Amen and it has to happen before Jesus appears Amen now a shout Jesus does all three of them As he's descending We all know these things He says a shout and what is the shout? It's the message going forth, the living bread of life, bringing forth the bride. Excuse me. So, what is the message? The message is the shout. The First Thessalonians four. What is the message? Is the living bread, bringing forth the bride. So, this message is the bread. Think about it in the time of Joseph. Joseph, there was a great famine in the, that was going to happen in the land of Egypt. We all know the story of Joseph. Joseph was a type of Christ, perfect type of Christ. And so there was going to be a great famine in the land. We all understand Joseph uh, interprets the dream uh, 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 that Pharaoh had and shows there would be seven years of plenty, seven years. Amen. Uh, uh, there would be a great famine that would strike the land of Egypt. Amen. But watch this because I want you to catch this tonight. Because, amen, in that time, that was not just a national famine, but it was actually going to affect the whole world. The whole world would be in a famine at that time, and there would only be one place, amen, that would have provision or food. Amen, and that was in Egypt. Amen, uh, because of the provision that God had made through the prophecy of Joseph. Amen, the interpretation of, uh, of the dream. And watch, Brother Bam would pick it up. Israel in the church. Listen how he says it here. And Joseph, you know how he was sent down there, and how the Israel sent down his children, and they got a little corn, and they were starving to death. And Joseph had interpreted the king's dream, and how he put up some corn—the only place in the world that had food. The only place in the world to have food. A perfect type of the church today. The only place of spiritual food. The place that spiritual food is given out is in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can go and take some old church creed and recite a few apostles creed or whatever you want to do. But brother, the spirit lays in that born again church of the living God. It's the only place where there's food. Hallelujah. How many believe that tonight? Listen, friends, I tell you what, amen, that, that, that spiritual born again church of the living God, amen, that's the only place, yes, amen, that you can find, amen, that spiritual provision of the bread of life. Yes, and you're living in a dying world. But thank God, food has been stored up. Watch it in Genesis 41. Verse 38, and Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this? This is Joseph has now interpreted the dream and, 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 and laid out the instructions. He says, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. And thou shalt be over my house according to the word, uh, according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. And only in the throne will I be greater than thou... And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring off from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in a vesture of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck and made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name, Zephiah. Uh, Zephanath Paniah I'm probably pronouncing that wrong Amen But you forgive me Amen And he gave him a wife Amen But notice that name That Pharaoh gave him Literally means A preserver of life It also means A revealer of secrets Amen Or a man To whom the secrets are revealed Listen friends Joseph was a type of Christ How many knows that Brother Brown taught that very clearly? Joseph was a type of Christ. He said, and no man, amen, could come to Pharaoh except through Joseph. Amen. And when Joseph, amen, uh, went out, he was was, uh, uh, introduced. Amen. Amen. They blew the trumpet. The knees bowed. Amen. Why? Because he was a type of Christ. You say, Brother, what's the point you're trying to make? I'm just trying to show you this. There's still only one way. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care what they're saying out here in the religious world today. They're trying to predict the idea that there's all kind of ways to make it to heaven. And there's all kind of ways to, amen. And you know, everybody, all roads are going to end up in the same place. Let me just tell you, that's nothing but a lie straight out of the pits of hell. There's still only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God above us all, working in us all. And there's still only one way to make it to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And there's only one place of provision, and that's in Christ. And the Bible says, and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and Joseph went out of the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, and the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, What he saith to you, do. (laughs) There it is again. Amen. What he says unto you, do. Amen. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This was not just a famine in Egypt. It was a famine over all the face of the earth. Amen. And Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph to buy corn. Because the famine was so so sore in all the lands. Amen. Listen for this. Amen. And so they had to come. That's another thing. Amen. I'm trying to show you. Amen. He didn't go to them. They had to come to where the food was. Hallelujah. And whatever he said to do, that's what they had to do. Amen. If you wanted bread, amen. That you had to come to that place. I'm just going to say it very plainly tonight. If you wanted bread, you had to humble yourself in the presence of Joseph. Because that was the only way to get the bread. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you this tonight. You don't come to God on your terms. Amen. You come on His terms. The only source. The only place. Even Joseph's brethren. It was the only place. And and, and they had to come to Him. Amen. And the Bible continues on in the the years of famine. Genesis 47. And the Bible says, and there was no bread in all the land. Genesis 47, 13. There was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore. So that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money failed, and when the money failed in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us the bread. For why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. And Joseph said, give your cattle and I'll give for you your cattle if the money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph. And Joseph gave them bread in exchange for horses and for flocks and for cattle of herds and for their asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that year. Listen, amen, you say, brother, what's the point you're trying to make out of this? I'm telling you, the famine got so great, amen, until the money failed. Amen, and they didn't have no more resources. And Amen. But I tell you this. Amen. In a time of famine, if you got bread, you got everything. If you got bread, you got all you need. Hallelujah. And let me tell you this. In this time of famine that we're living in, if you got the Word of God, you got everything you need. Because I'm going to tell you, when the money fails, if you got bread... Hallelujah. Amen. When the 401K runs out, if you got bread, if you got the word of God, when the doctor don't know what to do and there ain't no medicine and there's no do no cure, if you got bread, hallelujah, there's healing in that bread. Amen. There's salvation in that bread. There's deliverance in that bread. If you got bread, amen, out of that bread, amen, comes every provision. Because this bread is the spoken word of God. Hallelujah. You say, but there ain't no revival in the church. If you got bread, that bread will bring a revival. Hallelujah. Amen. If you got the word of God, speak the word. Hallelujah. And that word will produce every need in your life. Amen, it'll supply every need in your life. Listen, friends. amen, you might call me crazy tonight, but I'm just going to say it. Amen, it'll do the same thing for you that it did for a prophet. And he's standing out in the woods one day and he said, and the spirit begins to speak to him, what are you doing out here? I'm hunting squirrels. Amen, the only problem is, is they ain't none Listen friends, and he had a need Amen, amen, he had a need Amen, I've had him. listen friends I know, I know there's all kind of critics And all kind of things that say Well that was for the prophet and that was just And they put it all in brother Brandon But I tell you, and they'll tell you Well if you got the third pole and you go create a squirrel Well the next time I need one Maybe I will Amen, but listen, my need is not a squirrel But I do got some needs Hallelujah. And the same God that created a squirrel can heal my body. Because the same God that created a squirrel went down into a little widow's house that had two boys. Hallelujah. And they wasn't no revival down there. Them boys snickering and laughing. Amen. They didn't even have a desire to serve God. But that little woman said, That ain't nothing but the truth. Hallelujah, she had bread, and out of that bread comes salvation. And by the creative power of the word of God, it put a desire into wayward boys. Hallelujah, I feel like saying this tonight. Listen friends, amen, I'm claiming my children. Amen. And even if I don't see the desire in them now, I'll keep claiming it and speaking it until God will create a desire in them that will bring them to the house of God. Hallelujah. We're in a famine. But if you got bread, you got everything that you need. If you got the word of God, amen, take it. Amen, take that word. And claim your healing. Claim your children. Claim your deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise tonight. It's spiritual food in new season. And it's in season now. The bread is here. Hallelujah. We're not waiting on a message, the message is here. Hallelujah. We're not waiting on revival. Revival is here. The bread is here tonight. Hallelujah. Come and dine, come and dine. Watch what the prophet said. Amen, sirs. Is this a sign of the end? He said, I pray for this little flock that the Holy Spirit has made me overseer of to feed them. And I've done all I know to do, Lord, to feed them on the bread of life. And in that vision many years ago, where the big curtain laid in the in the west and the mountain of bread, on uh, the mountain of the bread of life, he said, in the little book I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And here it come to pass revealed right in our face. And I just picked that up in that book and began to read it. I'm just going to read it to you, the vision. It reads this way. This book of testimonies is for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's for that purpose only that I write. It was in the month of March, 1945, one morning, about 3 a.m., our Lord Jesus Christ gave me a vision. This He has done many times and... I most humbly praise Him for it. The beginning of this vision, seemingly I was walking northeast, or north, uh, east, yes, on the road, when the Spirit turned me and pointed me towards the west. I was facing a great mountain. It seemed to be a mountain of the Lord. It had a towering high church steeple on the top of it. And I was, I was then asked to go west toward the mountain. I entered the mountain through a door, and on the inside, I was met by a woman who had on a garment that might have been snow white at one time. But now the garment was very sold She asked me if I was brother Billy Branham I replied I am She then introduced herself as Miss Methodist I asked her why the spots On the lovely white garment And she replied I've been so busy and Then I said to her That's right You Methodists have, have, been, have had so many Organizations and societies in your, chur- in your church You haven't had much time for the Lord and then she said, I, I, I was told that you were uh, being sent to me. Maybe I should awaken my husband. And then she disappeared, see. Isn't that amazing? This is the previous age, see. But they got so busy that they didn't have time for the Lord. And their garments have become sold. Let me just say this tonight, friends. Amen. There's a, I, I, I feel like that I, I need to take a moment in that and tell you, there's sometimes there's a reason why, amen, I that, that, we, that we don't see the things of God in our life. It's because we're so full of everything else. There's, there's a reason why, listen, friends, I want to tell you, there's a reason why that Christ is not a, a, out here in these churches. Amen, I there's no place for Him. There's no room for Him. Amen, I there's no place. Listen, there, that, that's the reason why Jesus was born in a manger. Because there was no room. Are you with me? There was no room. And they didn't make room. Amen. I tell you what. I want to say this tonight. Lord, if there ain't room, let me make room. Amen. How many would say amen to that? Amen. If there ain't room for Christ in my life, let me make room. Let me move everything else, Lord. Amen. Whatever you need, let me empty the space. She had been so busy. But watch. He said, looking to my left, I saw a small heap of smooth-baked bread. And there was white fowl standing near it. But they would not eat much of it. And then the Lord said to me, do you know them? I said, no. He said, that's your tabernacle. They won't eat the bread of life anymore. I'm sending you this way. And then I journeyed on westward. I was then brought to a plain where a platform was erected. Seemingly, it was under a large tent or auditorium. And there was curtains drawn back uh, uh, or in the back of the platform. The Lord then told me to pull back the curtains. And when I did, I saw a great mountain of bread, the bread of life. He said, feed these. And turning around, I saw white robed people coming from everywhere, making up a large audience. Listen, friends, y'all might call me crazy tonight, but I believe that Brother Branham saw me in that vision. Listen friends and, and he was rejected by the denominational church Amen His ministry was rejected Even amen, by the Pentecostals He was rejected And even his own church wouldn't eat the bread of life Amen But he kept preaching the message Amen. He kept storing up the food. You know why? I believe that God gave him a vision to encourage that prophet. Amen. Somebody's going to believe this message. Somebody's going to receive this message. Amen. They might not. Listen. When he was preaching these things. Amen. Many of the people he was preaching to was rejecting him. Was rejecting that They didn't even believe what he was saying. But he just kept right on preaching it. Hallelujah. Because he had already saw a vision. There's some white robe saints. Hallelujah. And going to come from everywhere. And, and God told him, feed these. Hallelujah. Feed these. Listen friends, I believe with all my heart that the tape recorder was created with me in mind. Because God had a message that I needed. Hallelujah. Amen. And he told that prophet, feed these. And I'm one of them. That's feeding on the bread of life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And that food has got spiritual vitamins in it. Amen. Can you say amen? Brother Brown says amen there in the Revelation series. He said in the very next chapter, he's talking about Revelation chapter 5. He said the very next chapter begins with the opening of them seals. He said, and oh, amen. He said, and then when uh, uh, we'd have to skip from there to go into different places in the Bible to get these seals. And when they open and what the mysteries of them are. And oh, they are glorious. Just rich with spiritual vitamins. Hallelujah. Amen. What does he say? The the opening of the word. Amen. He's prophesying now. The opening of the word is going to be rich with spiritual vitamins. Glory. Glory to God. Amen. And when you begin to feed on the opening of the word, them spiritual vitamins begin to come into you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. brother Ben would talk about Elijah. Amen. When he was over there under the juniper tree. And he said an angel brought a cake down. And began to feed that prophet. And he said there was so many spiritual vitamins in that cake. That it kept him for 40 days. Come on church. I believe that there's uh, there's so many spiritual vitamins in this message. If we just feed on the word of God. Amen. You say brother what are you trying to say tonight? I'm trying to tell you this. Quit feeding on everything else. Because I want to tell you, the reason why the church is in a spiritual anemic condition amen. is because she's not feeding on the Word of God. Amen. And I'm going to tell you just plainly tonight. Amen. You're not going to get rapturing faith uh, out of CNN yeah. on. or Fox News or... Or your favorite YouTube channel or amen. I could go on and on. Amen. But the thing about it is, is we're feeding. Amen. On on those things. And as we feed on those things, amen, we're getting spiritually weak. But why don't you be like Daniel? And refuse to eat the king's meat. Because the Bible says Daniel purpose. In his heart. Is that right? Yeah. That he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, yeah. nor with the wine that he had drank. Therefore, amen. He requested of the princes and the eunuchs that he might not be, that he might not defile himself. Amen. Listen, friends, Brother Bam said, Daniel, when he was taken down there into Babylon, and by the way, Daniel was just a teenage boy, taken down there into Babylon. He didn't have a, a whole church of people around him supporting him. And. All the, you know, a, a support group and, a, and, and all this. Daniel, amen, as a teenage boy, amen, uh, in, in a strange land, amen, as a slave in that land, amen, amen, purposed in his heart. I may not can control, amen, my circumstances or, amen, the, the, the conditions that I'm living in, but there's one thing about it. I will not eat of the king's meat. I will not defile myself with the things of the world. Come on, friends. Somebody ought to purpose in your heart tonight. Brother Brown said, he said, Daniel purposed in his heart no matter what they did to him. He wasn't going to defile himself with the Babylonian sin. God had brought Daniel down in the favor and the tender love of the princes and the eunuchs. And when Daniel began to speak to them, you know, you remember in the Bible, they said, their concern was, Brother Joe, listen, if you don't eat the king's meat, you're going to get weak and you're going to, you know, you, you, they'll be able to tell by your countenance. You're going to start losing weight and, 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 you know, you'll probably be looking pale and, you know, because you're not going to get the protein and all the things that you need. And they're going to be able to know, they're going to know you're not eating the king's meat. Right. Daniel said, Let's just prove it. Yeah. Let's put God to the test. Yeah. Amen. He said, hey, Amen. Why don't you just get, hey, Amen. Give us a prevent? They gave them just the vegetables. Amen. And Daniel refused to eat the king's meat, and they waited 10 days. And they come back after 10 days. And the countenance of them. Amen. They have been eating them just them vegetables. And they never defied themselves with the king's meat. Amen. Their countenance was more fair. And they were fatter. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Than those that were eating the king's meat. Amen. Why? Because God had put spiritual vitamins in them vegetables. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you something. Let me tell you. You young people and everybody, old people. Everybody in this church. You don't need what the world's got. Hallelujah. I said, you don't need what the world's got. Hallelujah. Amen. You got a message. You got the word of God. Feed on the word of God refuse to eat the king's meat and I promise you this your countenance will be fair and your life will be blessed and you'll be fatter and you'll be more blessed listen friends I'm telling you amen I'm telling you the truth tonight amen you'll be more blessed feeding on the word of God and you'll have a beauty amen you young sisters amen you'll have a, view- a beauty that Hollywood can only dream of believe that tonight I'm going to close with this because it just reminded me of this Genesis 14 21 it was Abraham and now it was after the battle the great battle and Abraham after that battle Genesis 14 21 you remember how he went after Lot everybody remember the story he went down there after Lot The Bible says, And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the Possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latch, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. Listen. I want, to, I want you to catch this. They went down in the battle. They've, they, they, they've recovered even all. They've brought back the spoils. And now the king of Sodom comes to Abram. And he begins to say, you know, let's divide the spoils. And I'll give you this. And, and I'll, I, I'll put this in your... And Abraham looked at him and said, listen, I don't want nothing you got. I won't take a thread even to a shoe latch from you lest you say that you've made Abraham rich. But I'll tell you the reason Abraham could say this. Because right before this, he had already met another king. Hallelujah. His name was Melchizedek. He was a king of Salem. He was a king of peace. And that king brought something to Abraham. It was bread and wine. Hallelujah. Amen. And Abraham had already received the bread from the hand of Melchizedek. He had already drank the wine. Amen. And listen, Amen. Abraham looked at the king of Sodom and he said, I don't need nothing you got. I don't want nothing you have. Amen. I ain't interested in anything you have. I already met the king. Hallelujah, I've already met my king and he's already given me bread and wine. And I want to tell you, amen, I want to tell the devil tonight, devil, I don't want nothing you got. Hallelujah, is there anybody with me tonight? You ought to look at the devil, you young people. Amen, ought to look at the devil and say, Satan, you ain't got nothing I'm interested in. Hallelujah! I ain't interested in in your drugs. I ain't interested, amen, in your in your alcohol. I ain't interested in your fashions. Hallelujah! I ain't interested in the things of the world. I already met. I've already met Melchizedek. Hallelujah! I'm already drinking, amen, from the from the wine. I already got stimulation of revelation. Glory to God. Listen, friends, I don't need what they got out there. Amen. I got a joy that the world don't know nothing about. I'm on a high that ain't got no downside. Hallelujah. It ain't got no side effects. I'm on a drunk that you don't wake up with a hangover. Glory to God. Amen. I'm drinking the wine of Melchizedek. I'm eating the bread tonight. That's going to change my body. And I ain't interested in anything the devil's got. Oh, hallelujah. If the musicians would come tonight. famine but for the bride of Jesus Christ it's a feast yes, amen. That's exactly right. amen it's a feast yes, man. listen friends we're in a feast tonight yes. amen amen it's in season now yes. come and dine yes. amen can we maybe sing that amen come and dine the master calleth come and dine oh Jesus has a table spread there in that scripture, Jesus was over on the shore, and the disciples were out in the boats. You know they've been fishing, and Jesus said, "You got any fish? You caught any fish?" You remember the story, but you remember this is the point I want you to catch. All of a sudden, the reality struck Peter, and he said, "Lord, is that you?" And Jesus was over on the shore, a little fire built up and some fish prepared. And it just struck Peter's heart. He said, Lord, is that you? You know what Peter did when he came to the realization that that was the Lord and the Lord was calling him? Listen, the other, the other disciples started to paddle on the boat. But Peter said, I can't wait. Amen. <laughs> hey he just threw off his coat and jumped in the water. <laughs> And he began to swim to Jesus. Well, I tell you, is there anybody in the church tonight feels like Peter? Can you realize this is the Lord? Amen. And there's food prepared. And he's calling you tonight. Listen, I ain't going to wait. I ain't going to row the boat. I'm going to jump out of the ship tonight. Amen. I'm swimming to Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's got food. He's got fish and bread. He's got provision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come and dine, oh, come and dine, the master calls, come and dine, for you may
1: feast that Jesus takes all the time,
0: you fed the multitude, turned the water into wine, to the hungry call it now, come and dine, one more time, oh, come and dine, Master, call it, come
1: and die. You me accept you Jesus' name all, all the time.
0: Turn the water into wine to the hungry. Call it, come and die. Hallelujah. Y'all know that this joy that I have, amen. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away.
1: Well, this joy that
0: I have in the world
2: Amen. Aren't you thankful? You got what the world didn't give. Amen. The world can't take it away. I think we need your daughter as well. Amen. This is your season to be blessed. Amen. We're in season. Are you, are you ready for it? Amen. He promised it to us, and I believe his blessings are being poured out on his people. Amen. You got the words up there. Your season to be blessed. Yeah. Amen. Let's just sing it together. It's my season for healing. It's my season for deliverance. It's my season that the promises to be fulfilled. In my life, He gave me a promise. Hallelujah. Why don't you just lift your hands to heaven and receive it right now. Say, God, I receive it. I receive your word. I receive your promise. I receive that healing. I receive that deliverance. Hallelujah. Because it's my time. My moments. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, come on now, you can praise Him for it. You can thank Him for it. You can give Him glory and honor. Hallelujah. He promised He would pour it out. He promised He would open up the heavens. He promised He would rain it down. And I'm here to just receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just sing that chorus. I will praise the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I troubled soul. Hallelujah.
1: Why so way down? Yes, Lord. You and I need to bear. My anxious mom, oh my, why so upset? When the trials come, are you so easy?
2: one next to me yes he does but he cares for me he cares for my troubles what I'm going through and he sends me a word in due season hallelujah let me give you a word in due season oh lord you've examined my heart and you know everything about me you know when I sit down and when I stand up you know my thoughts even when I'm far away you see me when I travel and when I rest at home you know everything that I do You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow after me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is so wonderful for me and too great for me to understand. But I will never be able to escape from your spirit and I can never get away from your presence. If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I go to the pit or to the grave, you are there. If I ride upon the wings of the eagle or the wings of the morning, you are there. Amen. Wherever I am, there you are, oh God. Every moment was laid out before a single day has ever passed. Hallelujah. I am your workmanship and it is marvelous how well I know it. You watched me when I was being formed in utter seclusion and when I was woven together in the darkness of the womb. You saw me before I was ever born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment has been laid out before one day ever passed. Hallelujah. Amen. You see me in every situation. That's Psalms 139 if you want to go home and read it. Amen. God knows all about you. And he sends a word in due season. Hallelujah. He knows you when you're in your darkness. I, can't, I gotta read this part is that I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light all around me to become night but even in the darkness I cannot hide from you because to you the night shines as bright as the day darkness and light are the same to you he knows exactly where you are he knows exactly how to minister to you he knows exactly how to tell you this is your moment this is your day. This is your hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll never forget that when he revealed to me about my season. my I was in a season of depression, in a season of worry, and a season of But God had already made the provision, already sent the answer. And it was waiting in the mailbox. Days I would been crying up to God and asking God to move. And he's looking at me, will you just go to the mailbox? It's in season. And that morning I'd get a text from Sister Lydia. She said, it's your season of change. And I would receive that that very day, not knowing God had already provided for me. And the whole time, He's saying, Hey, I've already, there. It's there for you. Just go get it. And I, that's what I heard again tonight. Every promise is in season, it's in the mailbox. Just go and open the door and say, God, I've come to receive what you have for me because you care for me. You know what I've been going through, you know the anxiety and the struggle. Oh, anxious heart. Why are you worried? God is in control. Every day is numbered. My life is in his hands. And in the time of famine, I can be at rest. Blessed be the name of the Lord.